This episode of the Sentence on Disney podcast is brought to you by Clearadrill. That's a combination of Claritin and Benadryl, and it's the only reason that I was able to get through this day. Clearadrill, make sure that you can breathe. Sentence on Disney podcast contains adult language. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Cynics on Disney podcast, presented by Nightclub33.com. Welcome in to this week's episode of the Cynics on Disney podcast. I am your host, Bobby, a.k.a. the Disney Cynic. And I'm your co-host, Amanda, a.k.a. the Anti-Cynic. And today we are going to discuss uh, what I hate, honestly. I'm just going to be honest with you. I, there's a lot of things that, um, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Uh, middle class white people like to do. Um, and that that's okay. They're allowed to do them, but I, I'm not one of these people who enjoys this, this type of thing. Um, and, and I'm also going to discuss something. We're, 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 it's kind of like a twofer, if you will. Um, we're, we're giving you like our overall impression of, of, of the state of the Epcot, if you will, if I may, uh, you know, coin a, a phrase. Uh, but first things first, uh, as you heard in the, uh, ad- advertisement uh, prior to the, this episode, um, I had to get myself hopped up on Claritin E, which stands for extra, and Benadryl uh, in order for me to suffer through this day so that I could bring to you the Flower and Garden Festival. I'm sorry, so that so. you could bring? Just you? Yeah, just me. Just me. I mean, Here's last time I'm does. checked, I'm the one that spent more time there. That's true, you did, but that's beside the point. No, no, it's my thought. Yeah, Eh, we'll we'll see. Um, So that's that's what we're going to be talking about here today, guys. Is the is the overall is the Flower and Garden Festival overall, uh, and the state of uh, the Epcot overall. So, um, Amanda, why don't you get us kicked off here with a little bit of notes and history on the Flower and Garden Festival, and why I must suffer every uh, every year. Uh, from henceforth that we live here. Well, this year marked the 28th Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. It started in 1994. Um, and originally, it lasted 38 days. Like, it lasted, um, I think, it in you know, pretty much spring. March to May, pretty much. Um, now, this one's about 90 days this year. Um, it started March 3rd and it will end on July 5th of this year. Now I did read why they've made this one like super ridiculously long is apparently to make up for the fact that last year they had to cancel it after like 13 days, thanks to COVID. Um, so apparently they're like, Hey, we didn't get to do it much last year. So, so what you're saying is, is that last year because of the pandemic, uh, we all had, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I too was suffering indoors. Um, but instead what they're, they're planning on doing is extending this festival to literally like the day before they start the, the food and wine. Festival. I think it's like the week before they start food and wine. Yeah. Which because, don't get, don't get me started on that one. Yeah, because last year people didn't get to come. That that's that's, that's right. Yes. I mean, okay, that's the 
That's what exactly if they extend park hours to make it 24-7 then? I, like, you know. I mean, Epcot's already been like 11 to 11, so. That, that's not 24-7. That's I know 12. that's not 24. <laughs> She's flicking me off. For the, I mean, I love how, you know, in the in the audio medium, she gives me the visual F you. Just go ahead and say, it's okay. It's oh, that's okay. your this thing. Is not a, that's your thing. Yeah, but it's, uh, you know, as I've said before, this is a Disney show, but it's not a family. Yeah, show. I get that. But my parents also listen to this, and I don't think my parents have ever heard me curse. So we're going to keep it that way. I mean, whose problem is that? I mean, I don't want, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> you know what? There you go. Hi, Paul and Amy. Um, shout Hi, out. <laughs> So, okay, the Flower and Garden Festival. Uh, can I give my just interpretation uh, um, as someone who cares neither about flowers nor gardens? Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, this is an excuse for Disney um, gardeners to get creative and dress up a bunch of allergy bombs uh, into the shape of Disney characters, which, you know what, it can be adorable in pictures. Uh, and I, I can find the aesthetic beauty of it compelling um, when not faced with the reality of it, like so many things uh, in life. So, um, I mean, there's more to the, it than that. Yes, there, you're right. There is. There's a lot of sneezing. There's a lot <sighs> of it. itchiness, um, red, dry skin, uh, and then like... My, my throat, because of all the different medications that I was taking that day, um, becoming so cut and mouth dry that I, the desire for water uh, was just excessive. It really was. Well, luckily um, for you, there's a whole bunch of different kiosks there because it is turned into food and 1.2.0. Okay. Well, I mean, I was getting there, I guess. I beat you to it. Yes, you did. But like, it's important to note that you know, instead of, you know, making it about like celebrating international cuisine and or, um, you know, drinks, it's it's really, hey, look at this flower. Now drink up. Here's the well, is $12. Okay. But to be fair, flower and garden, the, the food and the, you know, that's all kind of secondary. I mean, mm-hmm. that's food and wine focus. Which this year you can start enjoying the week after Flower and Garden ends, um, but Flower and Garden's focus is the flowers and the topiaries and gardening, and they do have like all of these different series with gardeners. And you know, they it started out um, when it first started; it only had one sponsor, and that sponsor was Better Home and Gardens, um, which for every southern southern mama that i know like that was like not the bible because that's sacrilege but um definitely high up there on like mandatory reading um for southern mamas because i don't know how many issues my mom had but what i just witnessed was a uh in, in a metaphor if you will was a dial, uh, if you will. And that dial had on there Amanda's Southern accent. And she decided to, she went from about like a seven to an, an 11. And I didn't you realize this one went to 11. I don't know that that's a welcome. Oh, no. Um, but it is. It, 
you and I have a differing opinion on that. Um, anyway. Yes. <laughs> Plus, okay, so in looking at this, again, it was originally sponsored just by just by Better Home Better Homes and Garden. Now they've got a multitude of sponsors. I don't remember who this year's sponsors were. I distinctly remember about 10 years ago, like um, Ocean Spray being a sponsor because I don't know if y'all remember those commercials that they used to have with about their cranberry juice and like the cranberry bogs and all, but they like the actor who played like the, you know, kind of funny guy in those, he was actually there and like doing demonstrations and stuff. So I distinctly Uh, remember that. Um, Now, what about nasal spray? Uh, Were they ever a a sponsor? I don't know. I did not get a list of like every sponsor. I just. Okay. Because it would seem to me like, uh, you know, just trying to think outside the capitalistic box here, um, pharmaceutical companies, if you're looking to uh, to really do some uh, guerrilla level marketing, I can assure you that Flower and Garden one. Festival would be an excellent time. Because yeah. here's the thing, uh, when, when we came to, to live here in Orlando, okay, like we were prepared for the heat. We were prepared for the humidity, uh, I would say. Um, we were not prepared no. for the slap you in the fucking face. And, with you know, I think we thought that, we were because Georgia no. is no, no. I think we thought I, we were because Georgia is definitely not light on the pollen. I, I don't think that I was ever like, it was ever a consideration. Like that, that's why I meant by no. I mean, like it wasn't well, that, like, yeah. Like, we didn't even think of something like pollen being an issue down here. I also but, thought that it was going to be the same as it was in Georgia. I mean, like... Which means I, just, I didn't get it affected. It didn't dawn on me. Um, but it certainly didn't dawn on me that it would hit me in the face as soon as February. Uh, and boy, did it hit me in the Ooh, face. Like, me and you both. Like, I thought that I was going to have to, like, be hospitalized at one point, not because I thought I was, like, having an allergic reaction to something, but literally I thought I was like, oh, God, I've got COVID. Like, I thought that, like, that's, this is where where it ends for me, you guys. Uh, I've got nothing but uh, no taste in my mouth, and I've got, you know, a, a, a nose that is so stuffed up that, you know, I have impenetrably trying to breathe through it and no no that wasn't the case it was just that i needed a benadryl and once i figured that out and took a benadryl holy crap my life changed um and what happened uh, to make me notice it was the the contact lens situation uh, was unbearable and then i got like the allergy drops in my eyes and took a benadryl and now all of a sudden i can see and i can breathe and i was okay with it to a degree i'm still not completely over it because, you know, here we are sitting uh, pretty close to May. Uh, Not now. pretty close. And, it is May 1st. Uh, you know, now that it is May 1st and we are recording this, uh, I still get an alert on my phone every day that grass pollen is high. Tree pollen is, it's mild. Uh, but there's one other, like ragweed or something like that. I think that's none right now, which is good. Because uh, ragweed just it sounds like some like oregano type shit from the seventies. Catch my drift. Um, well, that's what it sounds like. Anyway, uh, but it, yeah, I know. But 
the, the point being is that like there's a lot of shit around here that's going to make you sneeze and like i want this episode if nothing else to prepare you for that eventuality like if you have allergies like like bring bring the the little friends bring mama's secret pill like i i don't know what you get bring the neti pot even like whatever it takes at this point like if you've got bad allergies like be prepared like scar yeah yeah it's bad so is there anything because you you did walk around a a little bit more than i did i did um is there anything that stood out to you from a topiary standpoint from a uh, from a flower standpoint, from from any sort of showcase standpoint. So, as always, topiaries are absolutely gorgeous, and they are all over the park. Well, as much as the park is is available, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, I did notice one of my favorite topiaries that they have usually um, in the Germany pavilion is. They have a snow white topiary and then they have topiaries of all seven of the dwarves and they didn't have that this year. And I noticed that the place that they usually have it is now like a seating area. Um, but they did have a snow white topiary, but it was just like snow white and dopey. It wasn't all seven dwarves, which that, that kind of saddened me. Um, did, why? Wait, it's not even like my favorite dwarf. I mean, like, no, it was dopey. <laughs> Dopey. He's the worst of the, like. All right, let me let me just go ahead and get the out here. <laughs> okay, like it, like Dopey is the worst dwarf. He's oh the worst God. dwarf of them all. Obviously, number one is Grumpy. Number two is Doc. Oh, God. N- number three is Sleepy because I often am. Number four is Sneezy because I am. What? Nobody asked for this ranking. Okay, fine. You know what? Fine. You, you know what? Uh, listeners, please let us know in a uh, in a comment and or review or a Facebook message if you would like for me to continue. Yes. If no, if you would list. like him to rank the dwarves, then by all means, let us know, and I he can rank the dwarves. Hell yeah! I'll create a special episode for all of you people, all of them. I mean, you know what? I'm going to do that anyway. Who am I kidding? Um, but yeah, Dopey's the worst dwarf as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> and them excluding. The all of the other doors is a travesty, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I agree, but on a total, for totally different reasons than you do. <laughs> anyway, speaking of the Germany Pavilion, um, so if Did you they have like a Krampus display or any, or some no. sort of other monster that was uh, there no. to attack the children, no, it's very popular in Germany. So, you know, oh, did they have one of David Hasselhoff? Why are you the way that you are? That's how they rang in freedom for when the Berlin Wall fell. I just want to finish what I have. I've been looking for freedom. Continue. Can I? (laughs) (laughs) It's not often that I break, but yeah, me singing David Asseloff. Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll go ahead and break on that one. Jesus. Yes, you may continue. <laughs> anyway, so if you've been to Epcot, you've been to World Showcase, you know that in Germany they have like a little um, miniature train 
um, that, you know, they have, like, this little display for a miniature train in, like, this German village. And I always thought that was really cool because if you look and you look at the detail of it, um, they'll have in, like, the part that's supposed to be kind of, like, the town square, they have, like, the banners and they'll they'll change the banners out depending on whatever festival Epcot has going on. So those banners that you see when you walk around Epcot advertising flower and garden or food and wine, they'll have miniature versions of those same exact banners in the German little train village. Um, what I didn't know and what I found out in my research is that that train village actually debuted in 1995 as part of that flower and garden festival. And it just has remained a permanent fixture. Is, is it by chance a uh, is it by chance a Night Rider? I hate you. Does it come in a Does it come in a kit? <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Don't hate because I have the David Hasselhoff jokes. I mean, <laughs> it's not like you I know, like, got now I just got Mister Feeny's voice in my head. Thanks for that. <laughs> It's not like I asked if you got Sandy over there or something, you know. Did you have to administer CPR? Did, did anybody pass out? No? I hate no. you. Okay, continue. Any other yeah, stuff yeah, there's here? other stuff that I would like to discuss. <laughs> Is that okay with you? Fine, go. Go. <laughs> So, anyway, <laughs> trying to bring this podcast episode back on track here. <laughs> um, a, another feature of any festival, I think, except, I don't think the festival that they do in, like, January has this particular feature, but Food and Wine and Flower and Garden both have a concert series. Um, and Is will have a part of that? I don't know. He, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, can, can I finish? You've already told me I could like three times. I'm sorry. I just thought David Hasselhoff concert. Welcome to my life. I try to finish whatever I'm talking about. This is what happens. It's not just a podcast thing, guys. It's life. Sorry, I'm I'm laughing very hard off microphone. I shouldn't be laughing very hard on microphone, but like, yeah, this is this is totally what I do to her on a daily basis. All the time. <laughs> anyway, I've been looking for you. can I mute your mic? <laughs> Just go. Anyway, so they have a concert series. The one for Flower and Garden is known as Garden Rocks. It was originally called the Flower Power series, and I really wish they still kept that. But they've changed it because they've changed the type of artists that perform. So, and and I, this particular concert series holds a very special place in my heart. And that is because in 1997, my very first trip, to Disney World, we happened to go during Flower and Garden that year, 
and stumbled upon the concert series that was happening. And that particular evening, there was a group there, Peter Noon and Herman's Hermits, which is a British um, group from the 60s. So that's why the concert series was originally known as the Flower Power Series, because they would feature artists that had been big in the 60s and 70s. Now they feature artists that were, you know, popular when we were growing up and makes me feel old. Like, Simple Plan was there one year. Um, <laughs> like, I'm just... Turns out it's a lot more complicated, guys. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, they've had some really... Cool... Smash Mouth has been a big performer there here in recent years. As well. Well, they'll play it. They'll they'll play a twelve year old's birthday party. So, um, they've had people. I mean, again, you know, the village people perform used to perform. I don't know if they're still performing occasionally, but they have had. There can't there be before. that many of them left. There's really just like the Indian and the cop. Sister Sledge. Um, that sounds Disney appropriate. <laughs> Air Supply Berlin. Uh, Rick Springfield. Uh, that brings us back to. No, don't you do it. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. Okay. We're going to move on to say well, Rick I, Springfield. I, I, okay, okay. I just have one final question about that train. What's it called during Flower and Garden Festival? What's your joke? The Achoo Choo train. <laughs> I'm fucking proud of that. I don't care. You, like, I. <laughs> God, it's making me so laugh not because it's now. it's so bad it's such a bad joke and yet you're still laughing at it like and she tried not to laugh at it guys like i saw it in her eyes she's like no i can't do this i can't but like she's she's laughing she is and she's not happy about it i'm not happy about it i hate you right now <laughs> anyway continuing my list of people who have performed at flower and garden festival <laughs> Who was the headliners this year? How about, how about actually? So again, because of COVID, this year um, there are it's all like local Orlando bands or local Florida bands, uh, or um, they've also had like the Epcot Entertainment. Like they've had the mariachi band from the Mexico Pavilion perform. They've had the singers from the America Pavilion perform. So it's been a lot of local bands. Um, I happened to walk by because um, I went back without you that night. Um, mm-hmm. And so I happened to walk by and while right as the uh, the show started and it was a local Orlando band that was performing. I don't remember their names, but um, but they were, they were decent. So there's that. Yes. As you can imagine, the amounts of drugs that I consumed to, to actually be able to suffer through that day finally caught up with me and I needed a nap. Uh, it just so happens that also being locals to uh, to Orlando and being dog owners, uh, you do, this is something that you don't think about really uh, until you become a local. You do kind of have to like carve out room in the day to let your dog pee. Uh, and that morning we had, you know, gone early to, to go send my parents back uh, to Atlanta uh, off with a nice breakfast over at the Wave. Um, and then it doesn't make sense for us to drive 45 minutes back 
after breakfast to only to turn around and drive 45 minutes more back down to the park and everything like that. So we just kind of hung around and screwed off until the, until Epcot opened up, um, you know, but anyway, um, yes, I did bail on the day a little bit early, thanks to drugs. And you know what? The dog was just cuddly and quite frankly, like, like we just like hung out there, like in the cuddle position until you got back basically, because (laughs) like I was not having it after all of that pollen. Um, I will throw in a couple of extra observations that, that, um, I found somewhat disheartening. Um, and this is silly, but at two different locations, okay. Two different locations. This is supposed to be the flower and garden festival. I understand it's not the lawn festival, but if you're gonna have flower and gardens and all that kind of stuff, have a real lawn. Like they like have have a real uh, flat piece of grass for you to go like experience some of this stuff on. In multiple locations, they had like the that field turf shit that you know the NFL uses, and you know now it's down to the high school I mean, level. They're also like temporary seating locations right now. Sure, but like at the same time, it's weird. Like, hey, let's celebrate flowers and and stuff, and uh, but not don't pay attention to this grass. Like it's not it's not real. Like it's very clearly not real grass. It's not like you know like ooh this is like the the epitome of fake grass where oh it feels completely real. No, this was very obviously like little black rubber pellets that like pop up every time that you walk. Like and you get all over them. It's stupid. I don't know why like they they did that. But Again, wait, yes, I do. Temporary seating. Uh, you know temporary park is what we're talking about here so let's move on from flowers and and get to the uh to the state of the epcot all right as it were and um you know this is where the the speaker of the house would uh be announced that i am coming in uh just you yes me that's right you're you're in the audience already and they would start playing hail to the chief um, so that I could give the state of the Epcot. Do you want to be like uh, Nancy Pelosi rolling her eyes in the background? I mean, I'm going to be rolling my eyes in the background anyway. So Okay, so you're already up there on stage. There you go. <laughs> How's that? Um, I- I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Uh, Epcot is a piece of shit right now. I love Epcot. I love Epcot. It's my favorite park in general. But, like, here's the thing. It's a figure eight of a walkway track right now. There is no way for you to conveniently cut through corners or cut through anything to, to kind of get to where you would want to go normally. Um, you can't even really exit out of Space Mountain or Space Mountain. Space Ship Earth. You're right. Uh, you can't probably, exit out yeah, of Space Mountain right. at Epcot. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, but you can't even properly exit out of, of Space Ship Earth um, because of, uh, of everything that's going on. It, it just, it's it's not pretty. And, like, I get it that the, you kind of have to do this if you're going to gut innovations and mouse gear and electric umbrella and you're going to rebuild all of that. I, I understand that to a degree. Um, 
also like they have a lot of other construction. They're, they're basically redoing entire all of Future, Future World, World is being redone. It seems like and and they decided to mess. do it all at once. Well, yeah, because they're, they're just, getting they're trying to get ready for the fiftieth, which I know is more of a Magic just, Kingdom thing. But Epcot also has the same birthday. Like both parks okay. opened October first, so there's still like that birthday celebration as well for Epcot, which is not as a big deal. I mean, Epcot needed the update too, but it's but ridiculous. Start working on it when you close down in 2020. It like, is ridiculous Jesus. the amount of construction and construction walls that are up and how they're just, it's very inconveniently all located right now. And, and like, I got super annoyed with like not being able to cut across the, yeah. like the, the courtyard. Like it sounds stupid, but like, I have no reason to want to walk by Spaceship Earth if the next ride that's up in the hopper for me is, um, you know, fucking uh, the well, season even, of France. Even and, the way they've got the the stuff blocked off, like when we walked from, just walking from World Showcase to Future World, you got to like yeah. go around things. It's not a straight shot anymore. Um, there's no like little side sneak entrance over no there's not all of those have been blocked off for the time being Um, and then like when we were walking and we we went over to um, like over to where the seas and the land are we came out in a very like you never would come out over by Coral Reef that restaurant was always hidden it was always kind of pushed back it was something that you unless you knew it was there you didn't know it was there um and now like we walked up and i'm like oh look coral reef is right there that's weird it's very weird and (laughs) i did not appreciate it i like your former employer being hidden yes for those uh, of you who don't know i used to work at coral reef so yay Uh, i do and i did i did like the fact that it was hidden as well you know, because then I, I wouldn't be faced with the option of surf and turf. And, you know, let's be real, I don't need any it's combo dinners right now. But, um, you know, also there's there's something kind of special about walking into a Disney park and then walking straight. It sounds stupid. But, like, when you're walking oh. through the uh, the Magic Kingdom up Main Street and then into the castle and then to the hub and spoke, Okay, well, Epcot doesn't really have a hub and spoke. It kind of has like a couple of different spokes and and no or a couple different hubs, really. Yeah, uh, essentially, but no, you know, straight shot. But with without there being a central point, it's just a a track. And so, um, like, if this was designed for like a high school track meet, this would be interesting as a setup. Um, in fact, I would fully encourage them to like block it all off like this and maybe do host like, you know, the Florida state high school championships for track. And field. It might, it might uh, make an interesting path for the, uh, the, um, Oh, what's the, I forget the race. That the they cross country runners. No, I was talking about the, cause they run. Disney does a race during food and oh, wine yeah, yeah. and it goes through Epcot. So. Well, I, I'm also thinking of, you know, doing shot put in the middle of the construction area, like, you know, <laughs> not really discus, uh, you know, but certainly not javelin, 
but at least shot put you can you can hold a couple of field events in there i'm just saying you know there, there, there's a way that we can figure this out to, to utilize it you just got to get all the backhoes out there um anyway so like here here's the thing that i would say and up and until like they announce that most of this construction is is finished um i would have the lowest of low expectations for for epcot in general in fact if you were coming down here and you were doing like a three-day trip no power copper skip epcot just wait until all this shit's over with to come back because there's so much construction going on that it like it's not worth it and, and like i'm almost kind of mad that we used a day on our little florida day the florida resident uh four-day pass uh on epcot exclusively because like well we yeah we saw it and it was fine but like it was also just a huge pain in the ass and not for nothing this is why i'm tired of the disney construction in in general like it's not that i want the the park to just cease changing it's that i want it to stop being a pain to get around and like disney has this thing right now where um you know, with Toy Story and Avatar and Star Wars and the way that they were fleshing out those areas of the parks, um, you know, they went for big time renovations. They went for big time attractions and different lands and everything like that. And that was ambitious um, as a construction project for one, but for another, what made it like not, be so intrusive on the park experience is that it was kind of off to the side and like you like if you walked past uh avatar when it was being built you had no idea that it was being built except for you know the rattling of you know a jackhammer or something like that but and the same thing with by the way it was galaxy's edge and uh toy story land like you, you just didn't realize that this this was going to be a section of the park now it like it completely guts the middle of one of the two main sections of of epcot and it's blatantly noticeable and it's got to stop like uh this is where i'm drawing the line in the sand on construction like i i mean yeah i might uh, who's to say that i won't go back let's be real i will but like i I don't wanna if i'm being honest with you i'd rather do something else how about you um as much as it pains me i have to agree um epcot has always been my favorite park even from my first trip there epcot was always my favorite park um it became even more so after working there um that park has has a lot um of memories for me and a lot of special locales and and all of that in the park and right now it's it's just an absolute mess and I get it, like, there's a lot of stuff being done. There's a lot, you know, we've got, you know, the Ratatouille ride's going to be opening up. Um, October 1st is the date that they have set for that. Um, you've got the Guardians of the Galaxy ride that I'm actually really excited for. Yeah, but God knows when it's going to actually open. Yeah, give us a date yeah. And honestly, like, that, and the, that is kind of out of the way anyway just because of where the, the building is that it's being put in, it's, it's out of the way. So if you were just worried about construction on that, 
then you really wouldn't have this issue. But the fact that they have decided at the same time that we need to completely gut um, innovations, both East and West, (laughs) Um, and it is, it's completely gutted. So there's, if you, you know, those of you that have been to Epcot in the past, where that Starbucks was, where Club Cool was, Electric Umbrella, Mouse Gear, all of that's gutted. Um, but gut, we so don't mean the structures are still there. No, we mean like the buildings aren't there, with the exception of like a sliver where like a half no, the, no, they, the buildings are still there. They're gutted out, and you can see it. <laughs> I, like I don't even not think attractive. I don't even think we can see like most of the what they're doing to those buildings because I think like honestly they put up a wall where that like temporary mouse gear is. And yeah, and like that's the only exposure that we're basically able to see. And so I could see enough to tell that where mouse gear used to be is is gutted. Like, I and I could kind of like the ceiling and stuff. I I think that they're changing the facade on everything, though. I think I think they are. And if I'm not mistaken. I think mouse gear is actually getting a like name change and all. I can't remember if that's right or but, not, but like, I think it's getting like So that's even more to my point of like it's not just that it's been completely torn out, it's that they're like changing the face of the building. Yeah. They're changing everything. everything. And that's cool. Which, so I'm excited to be honest, for those. It needed. Sure, but I did it need it to be done all at once? No. 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 Like no. to start with one section of of, of innovations. You know, the side where nobody goes except the, the people who need to change the diapers and uh, go meet the characters. Like, start there. Rip out that mm-hmm. side. Rip out Electric Umbrella. Leave the other half intact. And then then go, uh, you know, deal with the other side once, you know, you know the poopy section is now complete. Because that's what but it was, instead, the poopy section. But instead, they've got both Innovations East and West Going undergoing construction at the same time, so there is an, a wall around that entire central hub where the fountain is. Um, so it you feels can't. Like a pit. It it does, and it's not like it's not pleasant to look at. And I know that it's construction, and construction is you know like hardly ever pleasant to look at. But like I remember when, um, like the the Fantasyland expansion was being done at Magic Kingdom, the way they had that set up. Like you knew a lot was happening over there, but they had the walls that were surrounding it were were nice. There was a lot of excitement being built up about what was happening over there. Um, there's not that same excitement for what's happening with. Oh, you're not uh, super excited about like the Moana water attraction. I don't know much about it. You know that's the thing, and it's just going to be the rock going. Look, it's water. Ah. Flexing. I mean, that's fine with me, but. <laughs> well, of course it is. <laughs> he doesn't even but, have a beard, woman. <sighs> anyway. You're right. I do. I do like. I do like my guys with the beards. Anyway. Um, but anyway. So that's but, like, that's my point. Like it need like there's. I feel like when when Hollywood Studios was getting the Galaxy's Edge expansion, when Magic Kingdom was getting the new Fantasyland expansion, there was all this buildup. I don't even feel like there's a lot of buildup to what's being done for the 50th anniversary. And I'm sorry, I feel like that's a big deal. And there should be a lot of excitement and a lot of buildup about what is to come 
for the 50th. And there should be a lot of excitement and a lot of buildup about what is to come for Epcot, because I think Epcot has the potential and the things like I've heard that they're doing, Epcot has the potential to be this fantastic park. It was a fantastic park anyway, in my opinion. It now has a chance to be even better, I think. But there's just like I just don't know what's happening, and right now it just it's it's a hot mess. So there you go, guys. As you know, I'm going to use an analogy that many guys will understand. Um, you don't date the stripper. You just don't. And right now, Epcot is a stripper. Uh, it is a, uh, you know, oh, it's got some fun spots. Don't get me wrong. Are you uh, saying you're not in love with a stripper? I am not. No. Um, like it's got some fun spots uh, that you might want to, you know, poke around in, but ultimately it's a, it's a, it's a fucking mess behind the scenes and you really well, don't and, want to mess. You know, and honestly, it's not even just the construction. It's a lot of the COVID like world showcase, my absolute favorite part. I can't really enjoy it right now because of all the COVID precautions that have been taken place that are being taken. Like I, my favorite thing to do in world showcase is to kind of wander through the different pavilions and just explore and take my time. Can't, I feel like I can't do that because there's, you know, things are roped off. Things are not open. Um, they've got like the line um, barricade setups in such a weird way that you can't really like do that. And it's people just don't like, follow those lines anyway. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's just right now, as much as I love that park, as, as much as I'm passionate about my love for that park, right now it's not my favorite. And to, to it, I would say this to you guys, if you have a favorite attraction, like I do, I love Mission Space, although, you know, it's not the, the top anymore, as previously announced. Um, if you have the, something like that that you just feel like you have to hit, plan on hitting just that. And if you get any other extra attractions in, cool. That's bonus. Uh, but plan on hitting one, maybe two attractions within a you know a four-hour time span because that's what it takes to get around. And then by the time you get over there, that's what it takes to wait in line for. So, you know, and without fast pass or any of that kind of stuff going on, you, you, I mean, if you plan on conquering that park, you better go in there with, with a a fucking army plan uh, of exactly what you're doing and how you're getting there and, and all of that stuff. I am not that guy. And especially now as a local, I'm thrilled at the idea of like being able to saunter and enjoy some of this stuff a little bit more without all the hectic nature and the hustle and bustle of feeling like I have to hit everything all in one day because I'm down here for a limited time. It's no longer the case. And so for me, like it becoming a pain in the ass to get around, well, that ruins the, the whole experience of sauntering and wandering and taking in all the details. So I, I'm, I'm out on Epcot. I'm not wasting another day of our ticket on it. That's for damn sure. Um, you know, I so, do have a positive, though. OK. I do like what they've done with the main entrance. I was very hesitant on that. The crystal um, when I heard that. Well, I was very hesitant when I heard that they were taking out the the Leave a Legacy um, walls. Like, I get, I get why some people like, or why a lot of people didn't like them. It's fine, but my mom and I have a have our picture on the Leave a Legacy wall, so that's also another special thing for me. I was kind of mad. Um, we didn't go see the new. I know we didn't go. We didn't go over to where they are now. Um, 
which I'm kind of upset that we didn't. Um, but I do like the crystal monolith, as you called it. I like the fact that they have all like the different flags um, that are there. I I think it's very beautiful, and I think it's a really cool way to come in if you're coming in. We don't we hardly ever come in the front entrance. We always come yeah. in the international gateway. Um, but I think it's back. <laughs> I think it's a really really cool way to enter Epcot. It's beautiful. Um, there now I really do like what they did with the front entrance and if the rest of the park when they're finally finished with all this is gonna look half uh, look as good as that then yes this is going to be a fantastic park again but I'm gonna need them to make sure they're still staying at that level all right so on a scale of one to five sneezes um what would you give the flower and garden festival then Flower and garden. Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with a four. Okay. Uh, I did I, enjoy. I mean, it was a little. It's crowded, and it was a little difficult because of all the COVID and all of the barriers around. But, but yeah, a four. So I'm gonna give it all the sneezes because of how many times I did sneeze. But as an actual rating, I'm gonna give it a one. Flower and garden is stupid. Okay, it really is, and I like I get what they're trying to do uh, with it, but the Epcot being the festival park now, I'm I'm over that now. I'm very much so over it even more because they're expanding the festival dates and everything to encompass more people enjoying said festival. Like, all right, I get it. Some people didn't get to enjoy it, and now they're gonna. No, who cares? Like, I, I'm, I'm mad sorry. that Food and Wine has been pushed back to has has now has a start date in July. Like it's that, that makes it me mad. Really is stupid to to elongate these festivals for as long as they have because you know what? Those were designed to like bring in guests like like during slow times. Now there really isn't a slow time anymore because of the way that you've done things. And so like I'm over it. Like stop being uh, all festive and just. <laughs> thin out the herd a little bit come on like you know give give some people like a little bit of a, a break in in some space well and uh, i also see these festivals as what they used to be um as you know it kind of catered to the locals a little bit more and this now ain't catering like, to us i can assure no, you that. that's what i'm saying like I, now i think disney's getting away from catering to the locals um and and i get you know, we don't spend money on the resorts and that kind of thing, but we spent money on tickets. When we're in the park, we spend money on food. We spend money on merchandise. We go to Disney Springs all the time. Like, you know, the locals still provide like a lot of income at Disney World. And I yeah, feel like you just don't Disney's have $500 to slap down on a hotel room. So, you know. I, but I think, you know, Disney's kind of getting away from catering to locals right now and that oh, hell makes yeah, me sad well that and you know I might as well just you know out of one to five balls uh for epcot we might as well rate it that way how many balls would you give epcot right now a two <laughs> i know you're gonna go to a one aren't you no, it's got two big. Are you just? Oh my god, uh, I hate it's you! It's got two big old balls to be open like this, uh, and still charge full admission. Why? That's, Why do you do this to me? What set your ass up? 
because like seriously, like you got to have a big brass pair. Uh, and I think that that is what what the uh, side of Epcot's uh, geodesic sphere uh, is is made out of is brass. Uh, in order to charge that that much money for that much of a pain in the ass to get around that part, it's atrocious, and you should lower that price to like fifty bucks, which technically is kind of what we paid. But nonetheless, um, you know, I still don't even think it's worth that much because you just couldn't get that much done. So there you have it, guys. That's our state of the Epcot address uh, and, you know, the, the Flower and Garden Festival review. Um, make sure that you're checking us out on social media uh, at Cynical Disney for Facebook and Twitter at Cynics on Disney for Instagram, uh, especially if you like all the nice and peppy positive stuff. That's a that's Amanda's domain. So go check us out on Insta. Make sure that you're also checking out the Notcast every week. Uh, every Friday at four o'clock, there is so many good episodes uh, that have come out recently, and we've been having a lot more fun making them. I think because uh, it's really starting to gel as a as a cast and a, you know as a computer program. Uh, we we finally figured all that this stuff out uh, so that we can do this stuff in a in a better quality way uh for you so i i think the uh the quality of the episodes has improved overall as a result so make sure you're checking us out there on youtube also check out notclub33.com for all of your latest and greatest disney news including recently uh you know the uh, argument against wokeness over at um you know, the, the jungle cruise, because God forbid that we wait 10 minutes to see if Trader Sam is going to return or not. We'll, we'll get to that here another time, but uh, make sure that you're checking the, the websites and uh, social media out as well at not club 33 on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. And is it official now? Did you create the um, Pinterest page I'm, yet? I created it, but not a lot's happening right now. So God, get your shit together. Like, I'm sorry. Right. I'm a teacher. Our hectic season is starting, so right. forget. We'll hustle, because now we're going to start pumping that Pinterest. So uh, make sure that you're checking us out on all forms of social media, guys. We really appreciate that. Also, make sure that you're uh, liking this online wherever you see it. Subscribing, rating, and reviewing, of course. And if you have already subscribed and rated and reviewed please do so again because you know what we just want this podcast to spread a little bit more and that's the best way to do it uh especially with those reviews so thank you so much for great episodes coming up so make sure that you are subscribed so that you can catch those we do we do guys um and then until next time um i am bobby aka the disney cynic and I'm Amanda, a.k.a. The Anti-Cynic. And we are both wishing you just a lovely and magical fucking day.